Hi, I'm James Schofield, the creator of this podcast, Behind the Bottom Line. Business isn't really about numbers, it's about people. Behind the Bottom Line is a collection of the funny, sad, and frankly weird events that I've experienced in business, and which I turned into stories for various magazines. In each episode, I tell you a little bit about the real-life background that inspired me, and then I read you the story itself. So let's find out about today's story, Business Class. When did you write this story, and what's it about? Um, Business Class was published towards the end of 2012 in Business Spotlight. Uh, The central character's name is Taylor, but we never learn his first name. We just find out uh, that he's a businessman and he does a lot of traveling on uh, for business, um, over 100,000 miles a year. Um, and his problem is that he has a very efficient new assistant called Colin Smith, who takes it upon himself to implement the company's new travel regulations very, very rigidly uh, without informing his boss of what this entails. Um, And this results in quite a few surprises for Mr. Taylor when he has to fly from London to Tokyo uh, on a business trip. Where did the ideas come from? The ideas for business class um, really came from my observation that uh, during my lifetime, air travel has changed from being something that was really special and where you felt really pampered and uh, it was a, a real pleasure it was a really uh, nice experience to something which is about as pleasant as traveling on the London underground in the rush hour um, and this has come from uh, two uh, two areas to two reasons two main reasons for this really uh, one is the the growth of of mass tourism and so now simply uh, millions and millions more people are traveling by air uh, than used to um, and the other uh, factor which is, has turned air travel into a nightmare is of course the security issues um, resulting from from 9-11, after 9-11 in particular. Um, and uh, although I don't question the fact that there needs to be security on aeroplanes and uh, in order to get onto aeroplanes, what I feel is that since 9-11, governments have really used this possibility, uh, the fear that we have of, uh, of uh, being blown up, to... Uh, implement all kinds of security measures uh, regarding passports and uh, biometric data and so on that um, we wouldn't have stood for uh, if we didn't have this fear of terrorism. Um, and uh, the trouble is is that it is it just just made it's just made air travel horrible um, a nightmare um, and I try to avoid it as much as I possibly can now. Um, even apart from any uh, ecological issues, uh, which uh, uh, are also uh, equally significant, it's just really, really unpleasant. Um, what I thought would be funny to explore is what happens when somebody who's used to first-class treatment um, suddenly has to deal with uh, the economy class and how the the vast majority of us have to have to travel. And so that's really what I decided to inflict on. Uh, the 
the narrator in the story, Mr. Taylor. Um, and I suppose really here my emotions are a little bit torn. So on the one hand, I really don't like the way that there is this um, class division between uh, economy and first class and business class. Um, I don't really think that that's uh, a nice way for us to to uh, to divide up uh, uh, people up on a, on a, uh, when we're traveling together. Um, but I thought it'd be interesting to to use his horror of what he experiences um, to hold up as a kind of mirror to all of us to say, hey, uh, the way that we are treated when we're flying just isn't right. And um, that we're being, you know, treated as 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 kind of cattle, really. Um, the other th the other thing which I thought would, uh, is quite funny um, and has been explored in uh, has been looked at in in lots of films uh, uh, as well is the way that how flight attendants treat people on planes. Of course, the, uh, in the majority of cases, flight attendants are very civil and polite and friendly and helpful, but. Um, Post 9-11, uh, flight attendants have been given this, um, yeah, this uh, authority, if you like, to really bully people uh, if they feel that they are stepping out of line or if they just don't like them. Um, what I also, what I also um, uh, wanted to um, to write about is uh, is my f my actual fear. Of so on the one hand, I think that um, that flight attendants have have become very authoritarian and and bullying and and pushy. Uh, on the other hand, I do accept that uh, passengers are are also fairly obnoxious. Uh, one of the things which always always uh, used to worry me when I flew, but as I said, I hardly ever fly anymore. But one of the things that always used to worry me is uh, people ignoring the. Um, uh, uh, ignoring the the restriction on using mobile phones um, and I would get very panicky if I was sitting ne next to somebody or near to somebody who was using their mobile phone as we were starting to uh, to go down the runway and so the the 10 year old boy uh, who gets hysterical um, when uh, about Mr. Taylor using his phone on the runway uh, is probably actually me. Um, the reason I sent Mr. Taylor off to Japan was uh, that's the experience that I had, or that's the longest experience I have of flying from London to Tokyo. Um, and and that was at a time when f flying was relatively comfortable and uh, they fed us nice food and we had uh, a relatively um, uh, nice amount of space, uh, which of course is all gone now. Um, but I remember how appalling I felt when I arrived in Narita uh, and uh, when we got caught the train to the place that we were staying um, and I thought this was uh, uh, this would I, I could reflect that in the story and the last element um, I don't want to say too much because um, I hope you're going to uh, uh, it'll amuse you in the story um, with companies trying to reduce their travel costs uh, regarding hotels. Uh, and this is actually a true story. This happened to a friend of mine uh, in the US. This is something that he actually experienced. 
um, as I said, uh, listen to the story and uh, see what happens. This uh, actually event, he didn't end up in hospital, my friend, um, but everything else uh, happened exactly uh, as it appears in the story. Yeah, so I hope you enjoy it. So that's enough introduction. Let's now turn to the story. Business Class by James Schofield Somewhere in my mailbox, I've probably still got the email. But you know how it is. When more than 70 emails come in every day, you can't read them all. So I missed the one with our company's new travel regulations. But Colin Smith, my efficient new assistant, didn't. Unfortunately, I have to add. My troubles began three days ago when I arrived at Heathrow Airport to fly to Tokyo. Since 9-11, Heathrow has become only slightly easier to escape from than Guantanamo Bay. You need hours to check in, go through security and get to the departure gate. But business people who travel a lot, and I travel over 100,000 miles a year, have special priority check-in cards that minimise the time they have to wait. The cards also get you air miles that you can use for your holidays. So you can understand that when the check-in assistant handed me back my President Gold airline card, it was a shock. I'm sorry, sir. The card was cancelled last week by a Mr... She checked her computer. Colin Smith. I gave him a call. Colin, why the hell have you cancelled my President card? Oh, it's the new cost-cutting travel regulations, Mr. Taylor. All air miles now belong to the company, not the employee. Uh, the air mail with the, all the details was sent last week. I knew you were very busy, so I cancelled the card for you. I also booked... I was about to fire him when I realised that I would miss my flight if I didn't hurry. I turned back to the assistant at check-in. Listen, um, I look quickly at her name tag... Ashley, uh, is there any way you can help me to get to the departure gate a bit faster? I left a £50 note on the counter and looked away. When I looked back, it was gone, and so was Ashley. She returned a minute later with a man pushing a wheelchair. Rajiv, can you take Mr Taylor to gate 52 as fast as possible? He's having problems walking. Rajiv drove like a minicab driver. At least two people dropped their coffee as we shot past, but he got me to the gate in record time. I threw him £50, then rushed onto the plane and went into the business class section, where I received another shock. Every seat was full. I began searching my pockets for my reading glasses so I could check my boarding card. Can I help you, sir? Yes, there should be a seat for me somewhere here. The flight attendant took the card. Then she looked at me with pity and pointed back to the economy class. As I sat down, a baby in the row behind me saw the look on my face and immediately started crying. The plane was soon moving down the runway and while the flight attendants were explaining the safety regulations, I pulled out my mobile again. Colin, why am I in cattle class? I hissed. Uh, regulations, I tried to tell you, but... Daddy, that man's using his mobile. We're all going to die, shouted a ten-year-old boy next to me. A large flight attendant suddenly appeared. Sir, please turn off your mobile immediately. 
Look, we're still on the ground. I just need a second to fire this idiot. Sir, he repeated loudly this time, turn off that phone or I will follow airline regulations and remove you from the plane. The next 11 hours were torture. There's only, only one other place where living things are crowded together in such a small space where they spend their lives laying eggs. It's called a battery farm. The baby cried during the entire flight. The food was clearly not intended for humans, and the boy was sick onto my shoes. By the time we landed at Narita Airport next morning, I could hardly walk, and mentally, I was close to a nervous breakdown. Understandably, my meetings that day were not very successful, and as soon as they ended, I took a taxi to my hotel. As I entered the lobby, I had a moment of panic when I thought that Colin might have booked me into one of those Japanese capsule rooms. But no, I had a comfortable suite with two beds and a bathroom. I lay down and fell asleep immediately. Huh? It was 1.30am and there was somebody at my door. I opened it and found a very drunk Englishman holding onto the wall. Room? Two one eight, he said with difficulty. Yes? Hell, boy, I'm Maynard Church. We work for the same company. I'm your room buddy, and we... I slammed the door in his face and went back to bed. He knocked a couple of times, and then it went quiet. I went back to sleep. It was now 2 a.m., and Church was back with two security guards. One was holding Church and the other wanted to speak to me. Good evening, Mr. Taylor, he said slowly and carefully in his best English. Mr. Church is company room buddy. Church giggled. Told you so, but you wouldn't listen. He gave a big belch and sat down on the floor. I don't understand. Mr. Church from same company, here on business trip at same time. Share room. Save costs. We have email from your company in London. Mr. Smith writes, You travel regu... It was a difficult word for a Japanese speaker of English. Regulations. He smiled triumphantly. I don't remember exactly what happened next. I think I threw myself at the guard and tried to strangle him, which was not a good idea because he was a karate black belt. And that's why I woke up in a hospital in Tokyo with a broken leg. Anyway, I've told the hospital to contact Colin and arrange for me to be flown home as soon as possible. I'm sure the company travel insurance included repatriation of employees. And then I shall fire Colin, slowly and painfully. Mr. Taylor, a doctor came in, we've just spoken to your assistant. Yes? Uh, Mr. Smith says that two seats, or one in business class, which would be needed when you have a broken leg, isn't possible under your company's new travel regulations. So unfortunately... I hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Bottom Line. Why don't you subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode? And please tell your friends and write a review so that other people can find out about Behind the Bottom Line. Take care until next time. Bye-bye.